Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. G is gonna uh, speed all that up. It's gonna I'll, I'll activate talk. the AI demons, man. Yeah, I bet I was been, man. I've been studying up on all that shit. Cool. What the AI demons? No, just uh, you know, like five G and all these coming technological revolutions. It's it's quite exciting as long as it doesn't just fucking destroy the the fucking foundation of society. You know. Well, let, <laughs> let's talk about it then. Why not? Let's start. Yeah. Well, I. Th- are we recording now? Are we on the show? Yeah, we're, yeah we're, let's go. We're going. So I'll just say, welcome to Good Spirit Normal, guys. All right. Okay. Tom, uh, <laughs> I want to at some point get you and Serfiel talking about Dune, because he's a huge Dune fan. Oh, you want to talk about Dune? All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I also, at some point, want to get into the uh, similarities between Jesus and Elvis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very fucking similar, man. Hey, we're okay. All right, we'll talk about it back then. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it at that time. At that time. At, okay. the, yeah. at that time. Yeah. What, what, what you drinking on, Tom? Um, uh, so I'm drinking Kugelkan, but uh, this one I'm drinking. Uh, it's Milagro Reposado. So I like that, Milagro. Is that a Brazilian? Is that a Brazilian thing? No, Milagro is uh, is me- is a Mexican tequila. Okay, because you pronounced it you pronounced it like the Portuguese pronunciation. So yeah, yeah, Milagro, you know, same thing. Yeah, Reposado. <laughs> That's, Reposado is kind of like a, 
It's it's not a gold tequila and it's not a silver. It's like in between. You can mix it. It's good. And Milagro, I think, is like that's like top shelves. So, I mean, even in Mexico, they love that shit. <laughs> Do you ever make Caparina? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But the but the thing is that you, you, you when you make that man, you want to use uh, vodka. So it's really like a caipirosca. All right, which is a caipirinha made with vodka, because yeah. a real caipirinha is made with fucking cachaça or pinga. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn that like whenever you know I was married to my Brazilian wife and we had a party and they would have caipirinha that it had tequila in it. Uh, well, they might do it that way, but traditionally yeah. it's 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 um, cachaça. Well, see, they were from like um, Goiânia, which is like close to Brasilia. So yeah, I mean, they might have had. They might do it differently than like the Sao Paulo. Yeah, well, I'm there. old school, man. I mean, I was that. That was in the '80s when I was there, you know. So back yeah. in those days, imported booze was expensive, and traditionally it was cachaça, which is basically kind of like Brazilian Everclear. I mean, you can run a car off of it. Or, <laughs> or, uh, Jesus. Yeah, you could run a. Um, you could run a, a uh, alcohol powered. Volkswagen bug, you know, because they, 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 they burn alcohol there. Yeah. Instead of gasoline. They yeah. have gas and just, it's a real expensive. So it's just like grain or corn? Uh, sh- sugar cane. Oh, just, okay. Well, shit. That's, that's like rum pretty much, but, uh, uh yeah, but it's nasty. Yeah. That was a, that was a big thing down there for a while was they would run off of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Cause shots was nasty. It was like Everclear, but with a really bad taste. Oh, wow. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, so it's like probably like 190 proof, maybe 180. Hmm. So yeah. you didn't have to drink all that much of it. No, damn near pure. Up. And it was cheap. <laughs> like a sip? It yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> and then you it, just fall over. Alcohol it, poisoning. It was cheap, man. Really cheap. <laughs> but they drank cheap shit, you know, the average person. They didn't have much money. Right, right. Yeah, you got to yeah. get fucked up something. But a rich person didn't drink that, man. They drank fuck. They, they made a caipirinha with uh, vodka. They just called it a Kaipadoska. Like with Russian ending on it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but I can see him using tequila. That tequila is purely Mexican, though. That's not a Brazilian thing. Right, yeah, yeah. It just I think it's just because they were here. Probably. That they, that they just substituted something, whatever they used down there with tequila. It was like the next best thing. Yeah, and it might have worked what was out readily a available. I don't yeah. ever, I don't know if I ever, I don't think I ever had one when I was actually there. So Nasty. I don't know. So, I, yeah. So I don't know whether it was like there would have been a difference. Like the one with tequila, I mean, the Caparina is good. You know, it's yeah. a good drink. I mean, it gets you drunk pretty quick. It's, you just take a couple shots of uh, some kind of booze, you know, um, and uh, put a bunch of sugar in it and then throw about a half a lime in it and crush it and put yeah. ice on it. That's all it is. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yep. I always love c- comparing Brazil shit with you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some other stuff that people don't know about that I was drinking when I was a kid there. Of course, kids can drink in Brazil. Right. Not a problem. Right, right. They had something called Fogo Paulista, which was a damn liqueur that would fuck you up. It was kind of like Drambuie, uh, but it was vaguely cinnamon, almost kind of like a cinnamon schnapps. Uh, that shit was pretty good, and it was like 
like a cinnamon flavored drambouille. If you ever had, you ever had drambouille? No, I don't think so. It's like a orange flavored liqueur, kind of orange, orangish whiskey kind of liqueur. Um, it was like that, sweet, but then it had a kind of like a cinnamon flavor laid over it, like a red hot, kind of like Fireball. Fireball, you ever had Fireball? Yeah, I've had Fireball. Yeah, Fogopolista kind of reminded me of when I had Fireball. I was like, kind of like Fogopolista. Yeah, so like but, Fogo being fire, that's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paulistan fire. You know, anyone from São Paulo was a Paulistano. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it was so it was kind of local, um, but boy, it was fucking shitty. They give you a fucking <laughs> terrible headache. <laughs> you used to hang out. You used to hang out with the street kids down there. Sometimes when we were drunk enough, <laughs> we used to go up to like Avenida Paulista and Rua Augusta where all the hookers were and shit. They had all the fucking bars there. It's fucking funny. And they had homeless kids there. Give them a drink. They try to fucking get, trade cigarettes and shit. Man, it's like um, uh, Brazil is another world. Like you, when you go there as an American. Now, I mean, you were young. Yeah. You were young, so it probably didn't I affect. Was, it probably didn't affect you as much. But for me, yeah. in like my early thirties, when I first went down there, yeah. it was like a huge culture shock. And I, uh, you know, I was married to Brazilian, and I knew Brazilians. For like a long yeah. time before the, but, but when, when I got down there, man, it was like knowing it intellectually and like actually going there and actually yeah. experiencing it is like a whole other different thing. Yeah, Jenny couldn't understand it. It's like something out of Star Wars. <laughs> like a planet out of Star Wars. Like one of the outlaw havens, like for Job of the Hood or yeah. some yeah, kind of. Exactly. Well, it's like, like a couple of things that I remember. Well, the first thing I when when I got out, like like we're we're rolling, guys. So you know, but but oh, okay. this is this is the show. Um, the the one the first thing I remember was getting off the plane and getting yeah. in the car in the taxi, right, and yeah. going to the hotel or where we were staying, and I was white knuckling it, man. And we're talking about like Goiânia here. I mean, it's a smaller city, yeah. much smaller city than like Sao Paulo or Rio. Like, okay, but it was yeah. just it was just crazy. Like, traffic is everywhere. There's the like the, there's no like rhyme or reason to the roads, even though it's a planned city. Like, I don't even understand that. And then yeah. there's like there's roundabouts everywhere, which they've started putting everywhere in the United States now. And yeah. there's like you know trucks and bicycles and, yeah. and like people on like motorcycles like you see them almost getting creamed through these damn roundabouts uh, yeah. i've seen them get killed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh yeah. my stepson has a story like that when he was a kid down there about something yeah. like that happening but it's like just white knuckling it and then just like the general you know just like like when did it make sense to what was crazy to me is like you know how we take out our we take out our trash right well, tell me if, if this was your experience. In Brazil, in front of the house, there's like this little basket for your trash. So you yeah. take out like, and you could have like two bags, big bags of garbage, and just and hope it fits in this little basket on, yeah. on a stick. And there's there's like stray dogs everywhere. <laughs> and they just eat trash. And like, I think the word that, was you told me was vira lata 
In other yeah, words, like lava, yeah. to turn a, the, a dog that turns <laughs> over the can. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and there's like stray cats, stray dogs. They're all pregnant. They're all having babies because they don't believe yeah. in spaying any animals. It's just, it's just friggin' chaos. And well, uh, whose animals are they? They're not. The animals no, don't belong to anybody. They're just out there like the rats. They're just yeah, yeah, reproducing. Yeah, dogs and cats. You know, like big ass yeah. dogs. You know, and, and they're eating each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the dogs are eating the cats sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, I've seen dogs walking. I've seen dogs walking with a cat in its mouth. And I've also seen I've also seen cats walking with a part of another little cat in its mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's messed up. Okay, cats will kill each other, eat each other too. Well, if it gets to that, I mean, yeah. you know, humans will do that too. Well, if it, get desperate enough. It was a tomcat, and it was carrying a half of a little cat. So the, the tomcat will kill a baby, a kitten. This yeah. was this was in Brazil. Oh yeah! Did you saw that? I saw a tomcat walking down the street. Are jerks in every yeah. species. <laughs> tomcat was walking down the street just with the front half of a kitten in its mouth, walking proud too, head up high. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know, we yeah. And we, we we were driving to this other t- little town, right? And there was like this this village of squatters, just like set up in a ditch. It's called a favela. Yeah. Well, this was like more like out in the countryside. Mm. And okay, these yeah. are these are like the people that like they call them same tatos, like they have no roofs. I think that's the name. Yeah, same like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the name. People. Yeah. <laughs> and so like there's just like groups of them like around the countryside. Yeah. And I'm I'm just sitting there just the whole time, like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Sao Paulo was kind of like Mexican Blade Runner. mexican blade runner that's what it was like yeah it's brazil is chaos it's just chaos i mean it's a beautiful country it doesn't work in brazil yeah nothing works like you think well we got the cops right well they don't work (laughs) well we got the government that doesn't work either right we have law and order you know you don't right Right. That was a big that was a big complaint about Brazilians that had that that came here and they all want yeah. to come here. And yeah. so so they're like they they were always like just like there's no law in Brazil. There's absolutely no, no law. No. Nope. You can commit murder and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, literally. There's the, videos of it on YouTube. They and also too they would just let murderers out of jail. Yeah, they got some to, kind yeah, of weird government pro- policy. Yeah. That's why the cops were just killing them sometimes. Because they knew that they they couldn't keep them in prison, so they were just like Judge Dredd. They were yeah. fucking judge, jury, and executioner. But you can't blame them because they had to consider public safety. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you if you saw some dude kill some girl, you go, well, I can't take him back to the station. They'll just let him go. Yeah. So they just kill a dude. You know, yeah. you know he's guilty. You saw it. And I mean, there's there's crazy things like the when the right before I think it was the Olympics that. They were going into the favelas in Rio with like, and the favelas are slums for anybody that's listening. Yeah, like we're not talking like the projects here. We're no, talking it's not about the projects. It's a damn. It's a bunch of planks and two by fours. Yeah, yeah. And tents on a and hill, plastic, plastic sheeting and shit with power cables going through there. And, and, and yeah, it's just it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw them from the air yeah. and flying into Sao Paulo. Yeah, and. The where was like where was I going with this? Oh, but like the um, 
then the protests and then like the the water in rio with tested was like pure sewage where they were going to have like the like the water sports like the rowing and stuff oh, yeah. that that was no, in, that was in 2016 yeah no, nothing works in brazil yeah yeah that's why that's why i and, and you know I, I was growing up there as an american through my teenage years and i think that was very formative to me and i think that's why the show is the way it is and that's why i'm such a misfit the way i am and a lot of times Americans get kind of alienated by some of the shit that I do and say in real life is because I don't take shit for granted. You know, Americans are kind of. They're civilized, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like domesticated animals. Yeah. Uh, they, they know that there's kind of like a, a criminal justice system. They know that there are institutions uh, that they depend on to, to, to give their life some kind of uh, consistency to it, to where they can depend on shit. Oh, not in Brazil. It's quite the contrary. It's like Mad Max. Right. That's a, that's yeah, but I'm, I'm used to that. You know what I mean? To me, that's the normal way of life. America doesn't quite seem that normal to me, I guess, because, to me, it seems very artificial, and it seems very temporary. And there's a lot of shit happening now in American history, finding out how corrupt the central government really is and how bad the ruling class really are. They're just like they are in Brazil. So really, it's an illusion. You know what I mean? An, a lot of, an illusion of civilization? Yeah, a lot of America is illusion, and it's illusion because the average person believes in it. But eventually they will become demoralized like the Brazilian people became demoralized. And and the institutions start to fail because they are they're illegitimate. And as soon as the average person just doesn't doesn't use any any of the institutions because they know that they're corrupt, then it just becomes chaos, like you said. It's the law of the jungle. So it's the law of the jungle. But so, you know what? That's the normal state of humanity, and it has been that way for thousands of years. So if we've got this, that's, is that, not that's very Hobbesian of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if we've got this like rise in violence in this country, like all these school shootings and everything that's, that's been happening, it's just like, is this, is it, do you think Tom, I didn't really mean to get into this, well, but th this is, that th this is kind of a, an erosion of people's belief in any kind of central authority. I don't, well, I think what's going on with school shootings has nothing to do with the collapse, really. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with the pharmaceutical industry, uh, the fact that there aren't any any insane asyl any insane asylums anymore. And if a kid has any problems, they put him on these weird drugs, and uh, he becomes kind of socially isolated, and eventually he can blow up because people are making fun of him or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just a side effect. But is, is there other uh, other things that demonstrate that you that you think that American society is coming to a similar collapse? Yeah, the political corruption. Yeah. As soon, as soon as people don't believe what they're told, and that's happening a lot. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what you see on the news, people are like, "You're fucking lying," and you know, guess what? They are. They are lying. Uh, you know, they, 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 Epstein didn't kill himself. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're lying. Um, they're, yeah, they're nobody, no, no one believes that he 
killed himself. Yeah. No one believes right. that. Nobody believes that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, just today, and his banker showed up dead. He hung himself. And he was directly related with all this shit. Oh, I, hadn't heard, I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, it happened today. His his top banker, guy who did all his banking, they found him swinging today. And then they're going to say, oh, it's just a... It, he, he was feeling depressed. Oh, but, come on. Please. You're gonna, yeah, they're, they're, it's just another mafia thing. You know what I mean? They're... <sighs> They're covering their tracks, you know. It's a lot of shit I don't say on YouTube just because they'll silence you, you know. The tech the tech firms are in on it. The ruling class always defends itself. It did the same thing in Brazil. Uh, the ruling class defended itself. They owned all the politicians. They yeah. weren't the politicians. The politicians, politicians worked for them. So did the police. And, the, and then the police were also criminals too. But so was the ruling class. They're all criminals. Yeah. But so then the people don't believe in it anymore, and the whole kind of facade. Yeah. Closes. Yeah. I know. Right. I, know I know a good deal about. I know a good deal about Brazilian history, and right. yeah, you're all right about that. That is pretty much the why pretty much you, the course Brazil, of Brazilian history. Yeah. Why would you go to the police if somebody wronged you in Brazil? The cops aren't going to help you. That's not what right. they're there for. Right. All right. So what you do is you kill the person that harmed you. <laughs> That's the only justice you're going to get. Vigilante. Yeah. Or hire hire a criminal to do it. Yeah, well, the same thing with all these drug cartels. If you really, if we're in, in Mexico, if you really uh, analyze what the drug cartels are doing is that they're doing the job of the police. That's what they're really doing, what they're really doing most of the time. Because there's no police protection for these neighborhoods, so the cartels do it. Yeah. And then to make something out of themselves, they need money, so they get involved in the drug trade. That's the best business there. The reason why that's the best business there is because the ruling class will not allow business. They right. own all the businesses. Right. They're, just, they're one big monopoly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is, is they're kind of like criminal vigil anti-police units that have military training. These dudes are highly trained. I've seen videos of them doing raids on enemies. And it's just like something out of the 101st Airborne where I come from. Like vehicle raids and vehicle ambushes with excellent equipment and good uh, – mount tactics and everything i'm like man these guys are real soldiers they, they're not just kids you know slinging drugs on some street corner these dudes actually were in an army at some time yeah or were or, or they they themselves were police you know eventually what happens from these groups is that they become more legitimate than the illegitimate government so eventually they become the government they're a law into That's, the a law into themselves they're, yeah. they're an alternate government yeah total state exactly. capture parallel government uh, yeah. Well, eventually, what happens? Well, eventually, what happens? It might take twenty-five years, fifty years, or a hundred years. They become the legitimate government eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm then, talking about? Yeah. And then there, there's like they rumors start. right now of uh, of of the uh, terrorist designations being updated to include elements of drug cartels. That's like the talk right now that some, Trump talked about it and some of his legal people around him, they're kind of like putting out yeah. the feelers for it, which terrifies me because I mean, think about how much type of heavy handed police state shit they can do and use that as a pretext. Like say some, there's some drug dealer in America who is like buying drugs from the cartel, then automatically he's involved with a terrorist organization, you know, and he might end yeah. up in Guantanamo Bay. It like freaks me out as a, well, that probably will only, that'll probably only be for non-Americans. Yeah, hopefully, uh, but you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it freaks another me out. The thing is, 
I think what they're worried about is they're worried about the fact that <clears throat> the Mexican police are taking weapons from these guys. You know, when 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 they do end up beating them, which they lose a lot, lose that they get the the Mexican cops get their asses whipped a lot by these cartels. Um, well, when they do kill some of these cartel members, they look at these weapons, man. And there was one they collected a few months back that was a uh, an M4 carbine and 300 Whisper that that was stamped government property. Had that damn expensive IR laser on the end of it. That was a fucking special forces weapon that came from Afghanistan. How did that get there? How did yeah. that get there? Yeah, they get that all that shit from us. No, think about it. Afghanistan's where all the heroin's coming from. I mean, that's so us that too. Means but... the, Tal- the Taliban is selling drugs and weapons to the Mexican drug cartels. Or some all of right. our, our friends too. I mean... <laughs> uh, uh, plenty of our uh, friends uh, in Afghanistan are involved as well. Yeah, I, mean, I want it. To, I want to put it past that. Well, I think maybe some of our politicians have invested in it. Okay, but in that particular case, well, if they can get weapons off of dead American soldiers into Mexico, what makes you think they can't get terrorists into Mexico? Yeah, yeah, that's and been if, a fear for a while. And if you can get a terrorist into Mexico, that means you can get him across the border. But but they want you good only business. Need 10 of them. They want our give business, and we buy all their dope, and I don't think they want... It's not really in their interest to have too much unrest here. What The problem is is that you have people in the ruling class here that want drugs illegal because they've invested in them. Yeah. And, oh, if, yeah. They, and if, if they become legal, they'll lose their profits. It's big business. Yeah, so they won't, they won't tell their the politicians that they own to do anything about it. They need to fucking legalize all that shit. All of it. I can't Man, disagree we, with you. We just went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Hello, hello, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. For for a while, you had you had a right to chemical bliss all the way up into the 1800s. Yeah. And if you uh, if you legalize all of it, it takes all the profit out of it. Then those criminal empires just fall apart. Yeah, I really don't see the you know. I mean, yeah, I know why they don't, yeah. but I mean, logically, it seems like the best thing to do. Let them have it. Just regulate the shit. Like just regulate. Do, just like, like alcohol. With alcohol and yep. cigarettes and all this. I mean. Yeah, if they want to do heroin, then it's, I don't care. That's what I mean. It's I it's really nothing to do with me. Think, no. of, think about it's just what a what a boondoggle like prohibition was. Exactly, it's the same you know, thing. How I much mean, violence that caused? It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it's bad. Like even now that you know alcohol is legal, obviously, but like you know there's still drunk driving accidents and alcohol is get- terrible. Yeah, alcohol, alcohol caused but, most of the murders. Yes. I mean. But, but you got self-driving I mean, cars coming soon. I mean, soon. you have to, like, mitigate it somehow. Yeah. It's like if you made alcohol illegal, I think that would just make the problem worse. Oh, yeah. yeah it well, was, yeah. Yeah, well, you got 5G coming. You're going to have the self-driving cars. It does, it, it's not, it won't matter if you I drunk. can't wait for that shit. I hate to drive. I'm going to sit in the back, just drink, let the car drive. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to that shit. Yeah. I, I want to call and have yeah. a car come and get yeah. me. And there's nobody driving. I don't got to talk to nobody. I don't got to do nothing. You just get in the back seat, yeah. and it takes you where you want to go. I don't have to deal with anything. I've been listening to a dude that, that knows all these guys in big industry who's making all this shit. You know, Ford and General Motors, they're not even going to make cars for sale anymore. They're just going to build fleets of self-driving cars. If you need to go anywhere, it picks you up, takes you where you want to go. See, I'm, I'm all about that. I wonder what the timetable is for this, though, because I've been hearing about Within this for a long, years. long time. Oh, no, it was blowing my mind, dude. They got it. They got everything, all the technology. Within ten, within the next ten years, here's another one that blew my mind. They're ready to have small portable fusion reactors within the next five years, 
And this it's about the size of a boxcar. they got a company that's going to mass produce it and everything. It's going to be in your local neighborhood, and it'll just it'll make electricity out of basically nothing, just a damn fusion reaction. What they, They've had the technology to do it basically for, for a long time, but they needed a quantum computer to manage the, the fusion. And they now have the computer that they need. It's about the size of a refrigerator. And it goes in there, and an AI algorithm links up with this damn um, quantum computer, and it figures out on its own. It learns. It figures out on its own how to manage a fusion reaction to keep it from going out. It's just a small puff of damn hydrogen being somehow compressed by a bunch of pressure, and it becomes like a little sun. Runs itself. No, no radiation. Oh, no, man, that's it. That sounds dad. I don't know if I'm dangerous. comfortable with that. Well, <laughs> it's totally safe because it's not. It's not that hot, and if if you fuck with it at all, even you put a bullet through it, the fusion reaction just puffs out. So, There's is there no, radi- no radioactive material? No, then? no, no radioactive fuel. It doesn't put out any radiation or anything. So you don't need fission to cause nope. fusion. No fission at all. Okay, I got you. Is it what is it? It's, isn't it thorium or something like that? Well, thorium is radioactive, I think. No, it's just a damn. He didn't explain it. All right, I just he just yeah. said they already had it, but they were waiting on a computer that could manage the damn reaction. What, what about the utility companies and everything though? All that shit would go out of business eventually. It'd be like landlines on telephones. A lot of shit's going to change. That's like, that's, like te- that's like Tesla's dream right yeah. there. Banks are going to go out of business because money, the nature of money is changing. Look at Bitcoin. It'll all be, it'll all be cryptocurrency. If, if, you, if it's good inside the internet, then that's all you need because I haven't touched a piece of cash in damn eight years. You sound a little think- idealistic about it, though. I mean, those vested interests in banking and stuff, I mean, they might uh, put up a little bit it- of a fight. This dude, this dude said that there's nothing they can do about it. They're, the guys that are running those, those industries are so old, they have no idea what the fuck's going on. But just like so you're talking you, about, they're the ruling class. They own the whole political system. I mean, Yeah, but it, the government doesn't understand it. These are the heads of the industry and the tech business. They're, they're going to make these cryptocurrencies, and they're good for buying things on the Internet. And that's the only thing that matters now. What were you going to say, Jenny? Oh, I would just, uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say, actually. Yeah, it's it's going to change. No, I'm just saying, like, it, it's going to change way, without anybody's cooperation. Well, the thing about it is that, I mean, even if you go back in history and shit like that, I mean, people who lived, like, at the turn of the 20th century, let's say, yeah. I mean, the way that they saw life at the time, yeah. they probably couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine anything. Um, You know, uh, a world without, like, Horses. the railroad being, yeah. like, a huge, like, aspect of daily yeah. life and all this other stuff. So, I don't know. I take, like, kind of a long view of stuff. It's like, oh, if banks go away, I don't particularly care about that. Um, it's not us. Yeah, we if don't care. If cars go away, I don't particularly care yeah. about that. I didn't like to drive anyway. It's like... You know what I mean? So any new technology that comes along, yes, there are dangers. Yes, there could be some like a Terminator situation. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm aware of that. But in a lot of ways, I think most of the changes that have been made, I feel like they're either positive or neutral. Yeah. Jenny if there's I, a negative side to them, sure. Jenny and I now, the way we have everything hooked up in our lives, we're living in the future. We really don't have to ever leave the house. And we don't for weeks yeah. at a time. <laughs> we won't. Yeah. 
if we want if we wanted the the groceries delivered, we could we could hook that up. There's some services like that. Oh yeah. But. Uh, all of our in- internet comes to us through electronic transport. I have, like, I own a car still, but Never I have used... not driven it in, yeah. what, three months? Yeah. I've not driven it in three months. I was months. gonna buy another one. Well, you guys are like car. total homebodies. And then yeah. I said, well, we have another car we can use if we need to, and I was yeah. just like, you know, my car broke, and I couldn't really afford to fix it, and I said, you know, I, d- I don't need another one. I looked, um, at, I looked up what, my, what I could do. I can rent a badass car for twenty dollars a day, and That's I would what I mean. only, and uh, per month I would really only need a car maybe three or four days a month. Because sometimes, I mean, we go out to the club, yeah. you know, once or twice a month and stuff like that. You know, sometimes we need to go someplace, yeah. but go to the I bar. Yeah, yeah, we go to I bar. We go to like there's you know a new place in downtown Sanford that our yeah. friend owns that we go to. It's like you know, but I could jump on a motorcycle if I have to go somewhere. But if I needed a car. I could rent a car. You could just rent one. And I'd never have to worry about... Uh, uh, never, you don't have to pay insurance. Insurance to... or upkeep or tires or oil changes or fuel. Well, fuel, you, you, have to, you have to put some fuel. Well, and a lot of friends I know, too, yeah. particularly ones that live closer to downtown, I mean, they don't bother having cars. They're just like, if I need to go somewhere, I just call an Uber. Yeah. yeah. Or just walk it if you have to. Just yeah. walk, you know? It's like... So, yeah, technology is changing the situation, whether these industries like it or not. That's why I said... There's a chance that civilization could just damn collapse from yeah. the technology that's well, coming. And what you're talking about is you're talking about a new elite, which is this technological elite. But yeah. it's a new elite versus the old entrenched elite. Yeah. And that's when we have things like the American Civil War or other, you know, these these catastrophes, yeah. these giant conflicts happen between elites. Well, so, I think I think you know, what would happen and what they're talking about, it would probably be for us a smooth transition but let's say for the instance the guys that are in the banking industry they would lose their shit if slowly they noticed that bitcoins and cryptocurrencies were now accepted everywhere as legal tender with a transaction on your damn card yeah or yeah. if those or those tech companies could use those cryptocurrencies to fund them you know like exactly you yeah. well here's the deal our our money is fiat currency anyway there's no difference between the fiat currency coming out of the Federal Reserve Bank and the fiat currency in Bitcoin, it's the same. The only difference is the confidence. They're, 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 they're a con game. Well, I mean, even yeah. paper money is a fiat currency. Yeah, even... It's yeah, a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. We've There's all no, just agreed exactly. that of the value of so it. So it can be electronic, and it doesn't have to be from a bank as long as people have the confidence to accept it. Yeah. And it's getting to be where Bitcoin is getting to be that way, evidently. But in Google, wasn't it Google money or was it Facebook Zuckerberg wanted to have a new his own cryptocurrency. You're gonna start seeing shit like that, and you and you'll be able to use it on a card just when you go to a restaurant. And swipe well, there's it down. other there's other cryptocurrencies out there besides yeah, there's a whole bunch uh, of Bitcoin them. Yeah. now. I mean, there's there's several of them. Yeah, they're and not now they're not as know. valuable as Bitcoin, but and think of all the games that you can play with playing one uh, one cryptocurrency off of another. You can become a certain kind of well, trader. You know, look, I mean, when when Bitcoin first started, people were using it to buy stuff off of the Silk Road where you could just buy, like, illegal drugs off the dark web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They shut that down real, real quick, but... Yeah, well... It's still going It's on. the Wild West, another, though. Another, another thing that's coming is that there's not going to be any doctors. That's what the guy said. This is they already... You, you ever seen Prometheus? I have yeah, not. Prometheus, where they gotten that yeah, damn. I've, I've seen now. Prometheus. Yeah. 
I love that movie. But that girl got into that damn bed, and that, it was like a hospital bed. It was oh, a that's robot. the alien one. Okay. Yeah, yeah the prequel yeah. to the, the alien. Yeah, that yeah. Alien Covenant was the second one in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that one, too. You just have to look at it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, eventually uh, robots. Well, actually, this guy, this guy, he's in the tech industry. says they have some robots that are AI and they have all these little damn little tendrils and shit that they can do better than any surgeon. And, um, eventually those will just be little places and you can go in there and swipe a card and they'll prep you up for surgery and they'll start working on you See, right there. Like I said, I, this is like the world I dreamed about when I was a child Yeah. because look, I have, um, I, I don't like dealing with people. I have like social anxiety and shit like that. Mm. So, Anything that I can do without having to talk to another person yeah. is awesome. When they invented email, yeah. which meant that I didn't have to talk to people and on she the talks telephone. For a, you, you talk for a living. I know, but I hate it. It's okay. like it stresses me out. Okay. So it's like when I they invented yeah, when they yeah. invented email and I didn't have to talk to people on the phone anymore. Yeah. That was super exciting for me. So anything that Makes it so I can, I mean, the internet has been like amazing. You can yeah. just like order shit. I don't have to see anybody. I don't have yeah. to go to a store and look at anybody's face or anything like that. I can just order it. It comes to my house and it's all done. Yeah. And I also like being able to do shit by yourself without having to like wait for anyone else or not yeah. having to. So if you could just go to like a doctor's appointment without him to like wait for the doctor or yeah. wait for. All, anything like that if you could just go to a clinic and they could just like fix whatever according that to would this, be fucking awesome according to this dude he'd blow my mind i don't even remember his name i was just listening to him just a few hours ago um basically all the big because because the singularity is coming see the ai is going to get really it, it is already very good the singularity is coming at a general well <laughs> he, he wasn't sure but he did say that general computer intelligence is uh, within the next 10 years will reach about what a human can do. But it'll be better at what it does versus a human trying to do the same thing. So it's like tra um, transhumanism. Yeah. Is what, yeah. Is what we're getting he, into here now. He also said that basically like me and you uh, are people, people 50 and younger will probably live well into their hundreds. Because there's a bunch of technological breakthroughs that come gene editing, gene splicing, and all the technology's cheap, and it and it doesn't have a lot to do with human you don't, beings. But you don't think that that the rich wouldn't get that first before the well, the, they the, always get it. People get it. people at Walmart that work at Walmart. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to get it. I don't know. The transhumanism stuff is interesting, but it almost seems like we're just setting up a society where it's going to be like. The godlike people on top, and then like the people with the yeah, absolutely the, the, the like ape like people at the bottom, kind of like H.G. Wells' Time Machine or Brave New World or, Bra or Brave New World or any it like just a really like, dystopian it, future. It could go with that direction. It all depends upon that. what money does and what jobs are, because what he's saying is that all the top jobs that you traditionally grow up wanting to be, like doctors and uh, engineers and uh, uh, what do you call them. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bankers. Podcasters. <right>? Lawyers. <laughs> podcasters. We're all they just going to be podcasters because there's going to be nothing else to do. Yeah, whatever. That's all right. I don't know if you can get rid of a lawyer, but all those like doctors and engineers and shit, a lot of their shit, a lot of them are going to vanish. Because the robots because, are going to be building everything and yeah, fixing. Yeah. It, 
Exactly. Oh, AI. No. That's kind of scary, man. AI will be able to do all that better than yeah. they better than they can do it. And then you have you'll have crowd shared. You can already talk to a supercomputer. You can rent like an app for it to have it work on a problem. But it'll be a lot better in the next ten years. Uh, it'll, you can crowdsource them time on supercomputers. You know. But the social so, uh, consequences of all that, I mean, people already feel useless. You know, we've already gone yeah. through so much and, economic change, you and know, the and industrialization. The, and, exactly. the tech people are really pushing that universal basic income. Yeah. But even if people get universal basic income, like, what are they going to do? I think people need more. I think people need more yeah. struggle in their life. They need they need things well, like they need problems. It, it, oh, well, you, more you know, money, you, more problems. You, you like science fiction? <laughs> Oh, it yeah. can go maybe oh, yeah. in three ways. Maybe it goes like Logan's Run, where it's just you, you, it, it, AI takes care of you inside a smart city, and it's just one big long orgy. And then they kill you with a laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when it, your little light and your yeah, palm starts. Yeah, going yeah when, when, when you reach your time is up, bitch. When, when you <laughs> reach thirty, stuff. it's time to go. Time to go to carousel. Yeah, recite, you know, renew. <laughs> <laughs> or what if it? Um, goes the way of Star Trek where you're kind of you've been you've been modified you, you, your intelligence has been augmented because they're already doing that they can augment your intelligence to give you to, to allow you to wirelessly link in with supercomputers in the internet and so you it's kind of like a prosthetic leg but it's a prosthetic brain you're now smarter than you used to be and and money becomes kind of meaningless because the, the 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 country is so wealthy that it can just provide anything for you at no cost. Think of this shit. We pay rent and we buy things, but compared to where it was two hundred years ago, we're living like kings. That's true. Yeah, and we yeah. have we have access to things that you could not even buy well, back in the days. It, it kind of sounds like what you're you're talking about is like setting up the world in the movie Wally, where like yeah, the, yeah, where yeah. like all the fat people like because Wally yeah. is what is just the, float around in our lounge yeah. chair and, and the robots take care of everybody. Yeah. Well, think of it like this: if you had a damn microchip out of that cell phone, okay, if you took that back to 1940. World wars would be waged to get that damn microchip. It'd be the most valuable thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. be worth world a lot war, of money. World wars war war waged. So how do we know that somebody didn't bring back a microchip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that microchip today is only worth pennies. It's worth about what a sheet of paper would cost. Yeah. Okay, that's an unbelievable advance, and we just take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So who's to say in the future, because of nanotechnology and robotics, where the value of labor is so low that jobs are kind of obsolete? It's a Star Trek type of world where it's pretty efficient, but it's also pretty cool because you got fusion, so you don't have to worry about any kind of pollution. And it's and a house is, doesn't really cost anything. You could, they'll just build you a house. But what what kind of sounds like communism? <laughs> Well, communism. You know what? No, I, the the problem with communism is that communism was an economic model to force equality. We're not even talking about an economic model. There's no economy. I it, think that that just much like today, so much wealth is generated. But I think there's interest in equality itself. I think that yeah. I think that a lot of the elites like 
stratification and like people to suffer and I don't know if I think that more dystopian Brave New World thing would be what would yeah, what's going to happen. I have no confidence in human nature. That's that's the problem. Well, okay, here. then then I, I do have confidence in will. All right, I, I do. Here's the here's here's choice number three, and you mentioned Dune earlier on. Maybe it goes the way of Dune. There you go. Where well, the Butlerian techno- jihad has to happen first, though. Technology becomes so dangerous and people become so dependent and weak on it that, that, that people revolt against the robots, ban AI, ban computers, and we live in a kind of a medieval world that has technology and space travel, but there's no AI, and people have been accelerated, you know what I mean, like the Mentats. Yeah, yeah the Mentats and... and uh Basically, yeah. kind of like what we think of with uh, it's like advanced kung fu and these like weird, right. you know, powers of the body that are tapped, you know, through extreme exactly. discipline. Right. That might be a way to go too. Because remember, you know, Frank Hubert was an ecologist. You know, and he 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 was. I think he was an ecologist. Wasn't it ecology? I think yeah, so. he was really into it. He's yeah. an ecologist. He was big into that shit, and he kind of foresaw that that AI and machine intelligence would be a threat. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a threat to human. So maybe that could happen. Uh, yeah. But in his story, of course, people were dependent on robots and lived in luxury and got fat and lazy for centuries before people overthrew the robots. Mm-hmm. The Butlerian Jihad is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Remember, and 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 the the in the deleted epilogue, it said men were controlled by machines, and they were controlled by men who could control other men through the machines. Yeah. That sounds like now. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But see, right. Zuckerberg and all those guys, they still got to get their bank loans to fund their companies. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think know. I think the technological revolutions that is going to happen over the next 10 years will, for the most part, undermine elitist power. I but think. Don't you think they're going to try a last grab, though, that they're going to try? They're doing I mean, it right I feel now. like they'd rather see the shit burn down. They're than, doing it right now. They're doing it right. Just listen to the. Yeah. News. I think ultimately, I don't think they're going to succeed. Nah, it's hard to control people. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's relatively few of them compared to right. every and and honestly, it's like technology, you know, scientific advance stuff like that. The nice thing about that is that it almost functions independent of a person, exactly. Because if somebody thinks of it, then someone else, else can think it. of it right. also. Yeah. And like, so even if somebody, even if they like assassinate the person that like, for example, right. that thought of one particular thing, someone else will figure out how to do it. Yeah. Access to these AI supercomputers is like happening. Uh, you can get access to it now through time sharing. Eventually, I think over the next two years the or 10 years, the supercomputing and probably quantum uh, quantum computing and the fact that the average person will be able to access it through the Internet and then cheap technology, like you can get a gene splicer for a couple thousand dollars. You don't even need a license for it. You can put that up in your house. Fucking ridiculous. All right. Oh, let's. Uh, yeah, that's the whole. Yeah. What is that thing called? Um, <laughs> the software yeah. that does that? No, it's, there's a, there's this homemade gene splicer thing. I can for, yeah. forgot what it's called, but it's out there. Yeah. And it's, and a, it's, a, have, it's a real concern that somebody can make some kind of virus that can wipe exactly. out the world. The zombie <laughs> but, apocalypse starts because of. <laughs> Somebody messing you, around in their basement. But if you knew your shit, um, and you don't have you don't have Big Brother breathing down your neck, you could you, you could get access to that quantum computer and some some AI supercomputers, something some kind of AI super intelligence, and real quick find 
cures to something that is ailing you. You're like, I think this is uh, some kind of cancer. And then you figure it out, and the supercomputer figures it out, and you make the cure for it right there, and then you crowd share it. And then I Am Legends happens. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. I'm telling you, this shit is happening too fast for legislation. It just is. It's going right. back. You're right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going back to, like I said, civilization is not the normal state. Brazil is the normal state. Well, Tom, you know, when Zuckerberg got up there and testified before Congress about the Russian meddling and how Facebook mm-hmm. was used to influence the election, half uh, probably more than half of the people that were up there, those older people that we have in Congress, had no idea, had no idea what he was even talking no. about. No, and if you really look at the look, if you really look at from what I saw, if you look at the details we were talking about, the Russian meddling was a bunch of Russians buying ads on Facebook. Yeah, pretty so, much. <laughs> right. That's all. They're buying ads on Facebook, and and, and it wasn't very many of them. There's a few dozen of them. So. But they, they, but they're those, lying. They're, but it's all the, lying. the Congress look, people did not understand what he was talking about. They didn't exactly. understand algorithms. They, they don't know why. And he looked like a cyborg. Know. Yeah. And yeah. And he looked like, sudden, he looked like data. Threat. We got to bomb Russia because somebody bought ads on Facebook. <laughs> Which anybody can about. do, by the way. They don't know what the fuck they're talking well, about. Well, I honestly, old people in general, they don't never know. know. And, and I'm old. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. as a as a quasi old person myself, it's just kind of like quasi. you know, I don't know half of the shit that's yeah. going on. I know I'm kind of like up with it, but not really. This, I think uh, the big threat is what they can do subliminally. If the AI figures out who you are, it either likes or dislikes who you are based on the orders it was given. It only shows you certain things in order to manipulate you based on who you are. So let's say whoever runs Google, let's say whoever runs Google is a Democrat. If its AI figures out who all the Democrats in the nation are, it shows them certain things to assure that they vote Democrat and tells them to on, on voting day. The people who are Republicans, it shows them a totally different set of facts and doesn't notify them on election day. That might throw an election. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about so uh, who's who's election meddling now? Right? Does Google have the right to meddle in an election? You're talking about science fiction before. Uh, have you read a lot of the cyberpunk classics? No, uh-huh. the William Gibson and stuff. I think that's that's the most accurate dystopias I think that are out there. In that was written period. not too long ago. That was only like what the eighties and nineties. Yeah, eighties and early nineties. Uh, I want to, Jenny. Uh-huh. I am I am so happy with you guys because you guys solved a like thirty plus year mystery for me. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> and okay, so I was I was a little kid, and there was this movie that I thought maybe I dreamed, that I had no idea whether or not like I dreamed it and it I, it came out of my head, but it was a movie where it was like a cop movie. And then it got took this weird supernatural ter- turn, and there was this uh-huh. creature of light, the guy shrouded in light in it. And you guys solved that 30-year mystery for me when you did that episode about, the movie episode about God Told Me To. God Told Me To, yeah. What, <laughs> it, what an interesting movie. Yeah. It really is. It's like, I feel like it doesn't get a lot of, you know, love. At this, and Larry Cohen is like you know pretty well known, I guess. You know, but people tend to know like his other stuff more. I think like it's alive and stuff and killer mutated babies. (laughs) Yeah, 
I said, which are good movies. I really like his, I, I like his other stuff, but I feel like God told me to is probably his best movie. And I, I feel like a lot of people don't see it. I had been wanting to review that for such a long time. I saw it. I think I saw it for the first time, maybe three or four years ago. Cause I kept seeing it come up on like all these, uh, underrated horror lists and stuff. And I was like, man, I gotta see that. Cause I'd seen all his other movies and I saw it on, it was just somebody put it up for free on YouTube, like kind of a shitty copy. Yeah. And I was like, man, that movie is so good. It's like, I wonder why. And so I put it on our, you know, movie list, but I didn't get around to it till recently because it's been on Shutter for a little while. And then, you know, finally we got around to doing it. But it's like, I really feel like if the 70s were such a great time for just these weird people were really taking some chances back then in the seventies that maybe they wouldn't even do nowadays. Part of the weirdness was the lack of technology. That's what made the movies. They they were trying to tell a wild ass story, but they really couldn't execute it in terms of like, uh, uh, special effects. So they had to be be creative. Yeah. Limitations like kind of spur creativity. I I could see to where like you could make that movie now and make it better. I think. But, yeah, but yeah, just it, because it, the technology of the time, and it, it's interesting because you pointed out like how he did this per, pretty much cinema verite where he was just like filming on the street without any permit. And you yep, can yeah. tell because you can see people in the crowd looking at the camera, looking like what's going camera, on? What's going on over there? Yeah. In the middle of New York City. Right. And he used right. the real St. Patrick's Day parade too. Yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of a movie when you're seeing it was tone and shit like that adds to a tone that just can't be reproduced. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like if you tried to do that movie right, you probably wouldn't even, you'd watch the movie, you'd enjoy it, but you wouldn't remember it. So spoiler yeah. alert, the movie, I'll give kind of like the basic rundown of it. It, it, it it's, it's a cop movie. It's uh-huh. this gritty New York city police procedural movie. Yeah. That, turns into this weirdly supernatural thriller because there's all these these guys going around killing people and saying that god told them to uh-huh. and you find out that you know he just keeps introducing new characters throughout the entire movie like <laughs> and there's a little bit of black exploitation in the movie because he did the movie black caesar too oh shit. so, so like eventually you know we find out that god is richard lynch it's like it's like dressed up like some kind of hippie, and he's this like hermaphrodite alien hybrid. Yeah, that is it's telling people to go. Virgin Mary. Yeah, and he's got like a vagina in his side, and it's like it's just it's just weird. It's just a weird movie, but it's so yeah. it's so wonderfully strange. <laughs> it's like in any decade other than the seventies, could they have made a straight up police procedural featuring a man with a vagina in his abdomen? <laughs> I do not. Think so. I to me, think so. to me, it kind of reminded me of something out of Prometheus and Alien Covenant. It was kind of like yeah. That. Because it's really based in the whole, well, yeah. as you guys said, like in that in that podcast, you know, the ancient aliens, the ancient alien yeah. stuff got started oh, yeah. at that yeah. point, like chariots of the gods. Yeah. So he yeah. just read that. And I think it just like he really it was like he he wanted to do two movies. He was like, I really want to do this gritty cop movie, but I want to do this supernatural alien themed movie, too, about like ancient aliens and human hybrid aliens and i know i'll just mix them together into one story let's see if it works well that's what religion is beings from the heavens crossbreeding with mortal women to create nephilim or 
Yeah, it's not that, as weird when you think of it think, from that perspective. It's Zeus coming down, seducing a woman, getting her pregnant, and then Perseus jumps out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. a demigod. Yeah. So it's that's what those religions were about, anyway. But just, yeah, but like, well, like yeah. I said, there's you know you don't really see a lot of movies that come from that direction that kind yeah. of mix this these genres the way yeah. they did in the 70s and he I mean, does we it just well did... actually in that movie he does it really well as ridiculous as it yeah. seems I mean, he today, does it really we, well we just recorded a review of um exorcist 3 yeah which is also kind of like a yeah. police procedural yeah but also yeah. with a demonic element have you guys it. seen exorcist 3 oh yeah i've seen exorcist 3 oh man that movie is awesome man. it's better than exorcist awesome. 2 yeah, it's, it's almost. Well, it might be better than Exorcist One. It, it's pretty damn good. I liked it. Yeah, he had never seen it. I, I, had, seen I it. had seen it several times, yeah. but I just showed it to the other because I said we're reviewing this one. Just watch it. William Peter Blatty, the author, actually directed it. He did. Yeah. 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 It was called Legion originally. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, you could tell a writer directed it, but yeah. I, that sounds like an insult. But actually, I mean it yeah. as the opposite. Yeah, we did the review on that today. That video will be up. Yeah, it'll be up later and yeah. later this week sometime. Uh, but yeah, that was the one we did today. I've been wanting to do one. that for a long time because that that's excellent. Really that's an excellent movie. There's a lot of movies from like that kind of I that I tried to do like for the movie retrospective show. I try to find movies that are really really good, but then I feel like a lot of people don't really know about like that yeah. i don't really see come up a lot in discussions yeah. you know what i mean so i feel like god told me to was really like uh you know a, one of the main examples of that yeah. but exorcist three also that's cool when you can shine light on something when you you kind of feel like you've got something you can kind of shine light on that no one else has before another one yeah. that kind of is a gender not gender but genre blending one is bone tomahawk which is another yeah. great great movie that yep. is a fantastic. Well, it's movie. got it's got the legend in it, man. Yeah, it's got Kressel. <laughs> oh, Kressel's in it. It's going to be pretty good. But you, but you start out as a as a western, and it, but it's really a horror movie. It's a yeah. western horror movie. Have you horror seen that western. one, Sergio? No. Although you know the tone, really the good. tone is western. It's got yeah. the yeah. love interest between the guy and his wife. It's got uh, the heroism, the 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 score. It is a western. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it just has horror in it. it yeah, Indians, I would definitely call it a western. It's a western with yeah. horror elements. Yeah, that's what it is. Same way, you know, with uh, what was the one Cowboys versus Aliens? What yeah. was that called? Yeah, yeah, that was good yeah. too. I like that one. I did. Too. I did as well. And that was a, that was that one. It was a western, but it wasn't a great western, but. It was a Western. I liked the movie. You know what? Bone Tomahawk reminds me a little bit. Um, less so, I guess. But there was a movie in, I guess, 1999, maybe, called Ravenous. Mm -hmm. That was a, It was kind of like a Western in the sense that it was like kind of set in... Yeah. What was it set in? The Spanish-American War? I don't remember what it was. It was set in the 1800s sometime. But it had to do... It, it was uh, exploring the Wendigo yeah, yeah. type of thing. And uh, Robert Carlyle was in it, who I love him. He's like a, I think he's Scottish or something. Mm. But yeah, he comes into the camp and, uh, you know, he's a cannibal. Yeah. And, but it was kind of like a black comedy as well. Yeah. And the weird thing is like, I remember seeing it in the theater and there was a bunch of people there. And uh, I don't think they understood that it was supposed to be a black comedy. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? There, yeah. It's like cannibalism and the shit like that. It's a horror movie, but it was also really funny. And have you guys seen um, 
Crossel's Christmas movie? No, I've not seen. Yeah, no. oh, Chronicles, yeah, yeah. yeah Christmas it's, on Chronicles. it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, you haven't seen Christmas Chronicles? I actually really liked it. Damn, no, you got to see Christmas it's Chronicles. Good. It's Christmas time. Well, it's the season, so I guess I'll be watching Christmas Chronicles. Go see Christmas Chronicles. You'll fucking love it, man. It reminded it's me. It's Russell doing his thing as Santa Claus. He's the most badass Santa Claus of all fucking time. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> the most badass Santa Claus of all times. I was expecting to pull out a fucking forty-five in nineteen eleven. And just shoot but a motherfucker. Imagine, what? imagine if, imagine if Santa Claus was fucking cool. What's your uh, What's your favorite Kurt Russell movie, Tom? Is it Tango and Cash? Oh man, there's so many of them. It's hard to no, no, no. to put put one on top of the other is fucking tough. <laughs> it's like picking from your children. Yeah. It is like that. It yeah. is. Okay, this is, I'm going to tell you. I think my number one crossover movie was Soldier. Soldier. Okay. Oh, I didn't expect you to say that. It's probably so. I expected you to say The Thing or Escape from New York, which would be that, my see that, see, that's the triad. That's the triad of badassery. And I, and, and I have to turn that triangle one way or the other to see who's going to come out on top. Okay. I'm going to put Soldier on there just because of, of the of the – of the meaning of that movie, and you have to be ex-military to really understand that movie. Um, Crussell was in great shape. He worked out for 18, lifted weights for 18 months. He probably gained about 15 pounds. I wouldn't say he looked as good as like Stallone at Stallone's biggest, but Crussell was fucking buffed out, man. He looked good in that movie, and he did a great job. Um, well, I have now, to say, too, that Crussell is a lot better looking than uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, well, who are you to judge a pretty In motherfucker? General. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Both of those, both of those motherfuckers are fucking pretty. All right, just in different ways. Okay. I don't know. I don't this know. one's getting an explicit way. mark on its uh, on on the podcast. <laughs> She's hurt my feelings. Oh, okay. She's hurt my feelings. No, those are okay. I, all right, I gotta say, I gotta say, you know, it's not just the movies. And the beauty of these men. <laughs> yeah. It's oh also the fact goodness. that those dudes like guns. And they like guns and they're not pussies. So <laughs> usually, usually these Hollywood guys are fucking pussies. All right. Th those guys are not pussies. Those are regular guys I can hang out with them, me and Sly, fucking by the campfire, fucking drinking and spitting fucking whiskey into the flames. <laughs> Lighten your farts. Lighten and farts. <laughs> and manly, manly things. Manly things. Manly, doing manly shit amongst other manly men. And you know, taking your shirts off, exactly. covering yourselves with oil. Yeah, what it, man, stop. stop. <laughs> and then me and Crossell on four wheelers with rifles looking for deer. That kind of shit. You, know? you can ride like two to a four wheeler like the Knights Templar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Um, I'd probably say Soldier was Kurt Russell's best movie. Didn't it? Uh, didn't Kurt Russell? Didn't he play? Didn't I'm sorry, Russell? Didn't he play uh, Elvis? Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. He he evidently nailed Elvis, but I didn't see it. Wasn't that where it was Wolf, a television made for television movie? I think. I yeah. think that well, wasn't that where John Carpenter? That's where like, John Carpenter met him. Saw him like yeah, yeah and he want and he uh, got the idea to put him in his movies. Now a close second and third would be Escape from New York. The first one and the thing. 
The Thing is probably one of my favorite but I'm movies gonna, ever. But I'm going to say, and this is to the listener. Okay. Which I don't know how many listeners there are, but there are to the listener. Those three movies are must-see movies to understand the full depths of the Crustle Sphere <laughs> and to become one with Crustletude. <laughs> that's, that's a new one you've coined. Of course. Could that, be a, could that be a shirt, Jenny? Like become one with Crustletude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> new shirt idea. Oh, my now, God, there's so many. <laughs> now, I've kind of reversed. I, I used to not like uh, Escape from L.A., but I've kind of reversed my prior opinion of escape from la escape from la is a better movie you've reassessed once once you've seen it a couple times and you have to understand that it is not the same movie as it's not the same tone it's more of a playful tone um that's one way of putting it yeah it it is not (laughs) it is not a serious movie it's kind of a it's kind of a um of a parody in a way uh, did it's it not mean, a parody. Did it it's just, mean to be though? I think it did. I think it did. It's it, hard to tell. There's visually, it's there's a lot to see. Some of it you might want to close your eyes, but there is more oh, to I see. Did. The CG I did. and the fucking surfing scene. Oh, it's bad. The surfing scene. And I also, still have like the hang gliding scene. About the hang. <laughs> I understand what they were trying to do. They're saying, "Well, this is California. There's got to be surfing in it, and there's got to be hang yeah, gliding." Yeah, you got Peter Fonda. I mean, Everyone's like. Because it's uh, California. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> personally, I wouldn't have made the movie that way. I would have kept it serious so, like the so first one. I got to ask <laughs> you, I gotta ask you uh, this, Tom, because yeah. I, I was trying to segue into this next subject here with Kurt right. Russell playing Elvis. Yeah. So you had some profound thoughts on the similarities in Southerndom. Yes. Between, and between Jesus and Elvis, that they're almost the same deity? Well, according according to my father's generation back in the 70s and 80s, there was there was a there was a, a you know, a lot of postulating. <laughs> I became a Scientologist there for a second. <laughs> they, they, there there were a lot of theories that Elvis and Jesus were in fact the same person. Well, sense. Elvis that, could conceivably be like the modern incarnation. Yeah, of Jesus. that that sure. that Jesus came back as Elvis. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, and in Mississippi, sure. If he comes back in Mississippi, it's got to be Jesus. Yeah, that's the thinking in Mississippi. I can see that. Yeah, if Jesus is coming back, he's going to come back here. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> well, you, well, you got like you got like the pictures of like Jesus and Elvis, and they're side by side, and they're like almost well, like saying, morphed I, I into said, each other. And I think I said on the show, I used to go to one of my friends' house. You know, what I mean, they had a nice house. Is it, it, my my buddy's dad? We were little, we were kids. You know, he owned a local welding shop that had this big contract with the city. So, you know, they would, it was welding and damn hydraulic cylinder repair. So he made a lot of money out of, you know, during that time. And it was, a, had a really nice, cool house. He used to like, he used to like spend the whole weekends over there. And um, the mantle was kind of like a shrine to Elvis and Jesus. And it was hard to tell between the two. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have like a, a big picture of a fucking Baptist Jesus. We're not talking about a Catholic Jesus, a Baptist Jesus. If you know what a Southern Baptist yeah. Jesus oh, looks yeah. like, yeah. 
That's that was a fucking white Jesus there. <laughs> We're gonna dispense with that beard and shit. No, that Jesus was clean cut. <laughs> and sitting right next to him was a fucking picture of Elvis. And me being like 10, 11, probably about 11, 12, probably. I'm looking at one picture and then looking back into the other picture and I'm going, that's the same fucking dude, man. <laughs> it's just a different outfit, a different hair, a different hairstyle, a different pose. But really, when you looked at Elvis's pose, it kind of did look like a Jesus pose. You could say, <laughs> yeah, that's, Jesus would bust that move too. Man, <laughs> on the mantle, on the mantle, they had all this stuff that came from fucking Graceland. All yeah. right. One of the things that came holy from Holy relics. <laughs> yeah. The fucking holy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Thank you. Exactly. They made a pilgrimage. They yeah. were holy relics. Okay. Yeah. And what, what, one of the things was, is it was a statue, a fucking really cool, like, uh, porcelain statue. And it wasn't glossy porcelain. It was that matte painted, painted porcelain yeah, yeah. statue of the fucking king. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Not Jesus. Elvis. <laughs> The real king. Does it, does it matter? <laughs> it, 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 he's stepping forward and he's and he's in his white suit like Vegas, but he's skinny for some reason, you know, because we know in reality he was fat during the uh, during. Well, Jesus during that can't phase. be fat. Come on. <laughs> so Elvis is stepping forward. It's a statue of Elvis. It's about foot and a half tall. Stepping forward with his fucking hands and like kind of like the the I love you thing that the deaf people do and then he's got a <laughs> microphone in the other hand and his collar's popped fucking white white fucking bell bottoms were there sequins big, big fucking co- yeah with eagles okay. and shit so- sideburns sideburns right okay. I'm feeling and if it. you reach up and grab his head it pops off and it's a damn bottle of whiskey no yes yes <laughs> Yeah. It was not only was it a holy relic, it had the holy sacrament. It had that fucking Tennessee nice. whiskey. Tennessee whiskey from Graceland. I like their style. Fucking right. And it was up there like a big old fucking statue. And I remember I popped that fucking head off there and he goes, smell it, smell it, smell it. And they go, oh man, it's whiskey. And he goes, don't drink it. That shit's worth a thousand dollars. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's worth a thousand dollars. That shit worth a thousand dollars. Where did they get it from? Got it from Graceland. It probably was worth it. Got it from fucking Gra- yeah. Got it from Graceland. Did I they guess. ever drink it? <laughs> Not that I know of. They take like one shot what, on the holiday or something. What part of Mississippi is this? That was in Laurel, Mississippi. <laughs> and then there was other stuff up there on that I same mantle that was like you know they weren't Catholics, so there weren't any Virgin Marys or anything. But there was Jesus stuff up there. Yeah, Jesus stuff in it, but it was Baptist. It sounds kind of Catholic though, but like Elvis is a saint. You know, is this it's like, like his mom? Yeah. Protestant like, saintism. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. It had. It was a fucking. Uh, it looked. The house was like. You know, this is back in the eighties. It looked like something out of damn. You know, fucking poltergeist, or it, or it looked like a fuck. As a house like out of a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, okay. Big old vaulted ceilings on it and stuff. Yeah. You know, it was real nice. But you're talking. This is the South. You know, you got fucking. This is this is Mississippi. I know. I'm from. You here got too. taxidermy deer heads. You got mm-hmm. fucking Elvis. You got Jesus. <laughs> Got the damn collector's plates that fucking, you know, those oh, fucking yeah. stupid ass. Well, oh, wow. Was it was it shag carpet and shit? What's that? Was it shag carpet? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. grandma's house had like green and gold shag. Yeah, carpet. Yeah, this I shag carpet that. was like gold and red with dark brown and like when white trash tries to go Steven Spielberg on you. <laughs> it's yeah. very, it's funny because there's like. I yeah I feel like definitely when there there's like a thing where people that grew up like in 
really, really rural yeah. kind of areas or didn't have a lot of money, if they get a lot of money later on, yeah, it's yeah. fucking. There's a weird thing it's where it's like, yeah, it's, it's like they kind of feel like, yeah, the, but they think that it's like really high yeah. end. And it's like, nice. Yeah, you know, That's nice. Well, yeah, you, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really funny. They have they have an equivalent in the UK too, where yeah. it's just kind of like these people that don't have a lot of money, but then they get some money, and then they yeah, and then they have all these particular things in their house that a rich person would yeah. say, yeah, my, that's some would, lame would my never actually have. Dad, yeah, my buddy's dad, he grew up basically in a shotgun shack. You know what I mean? This is like a house built in the '30s in Mississippi. You know what I mean? Which is fucking terrible conditions. And most of that area was kind of like that. You know, they were fucking poor. Yeah. But real quickly, you know, some of them came up and got money. And uh, he couldn't read. Yeah. He learned how to read later on. But he ran a fucking complicated business. He didn't need to read because all the secretaries could read. Yeah. That's crazy. He could talk his ass off, though. That's like a that's like a seriously like transitional period in American exactly. history from like, you know, that's like two extremes. Exactly. Meeting. Exactly. Tom, you're, you're you're is I've heard you talk about this on the show. Are you from Jones County, Mississippi, like the free state of Jones? Exactly. Well, my dad was from there. Um, Have you seen I that actually, movie? I haven't seen that movie. Is it good? Oh, it's a great it's about movie. New Knight. Yeah. Yeah. It's about New Knight. Yeah. Newt Knight's a legend in 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 uh, Jones County. He was the kind of like the revolutionary leader because Jones County fought against the Union and um, uh, the, the Confederacy. Confederacy. You know, they were fucking terrorists. But it, it's hard to know exactly the free what state happened. of Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to know what some of my ancestors were involved in. That I forgot which one it was. On my dad's side. No, is Laurel in Jones County? Through the family tree. One of them fucking murdered a Confederate general while he was sitting on the front porch of his house, walked up to him and just shot him. I think that's I think that's depicted in the movie. Is it? Yeah. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. My my dad descended from that guy. That movie might be on Netflix now that I'm thinking about it. It is. Yeah, no. That's a great movie. But a lot of people don't know is that Newt had two wives, a white one and a black one. Right, right. And, that's and, a, that's depicted in the movie. It's in the movie? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's there a was, big part of the movie. Because yeah. also in the movie, it flashes, you have these little flash forwards to the 1940s yeah. where a white woman has married one of one of Newt's descendants, right? Yeah. And he looks white, but he's something percent black. And because yeah. of that, their marriage is illegal. And they're in a courtroom and it's being... yeah. Well, what was funny about all the free – when people think of a free state of Jones, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Back in those days, and this is something that a lot of modern people can't conceive of, especially if they're Yankees. They don't understand that Mississippi was not one country or not one state. It was like a country. Each county was like a state. They were independent. They had their own elected government. Tennessee was everything. like that too. I mean, yeah, East Tennessee yeah. was really close to becoming could have become its own state, like yeah. West, like West Virginia. Some of these counties kind of waged war against one another. Yeah, um, and then in the Civil War, they they you know whatever their local economies were based on. If even if it was just a bunch of white people in a certain county, but like there was no like the economy wasn't based on slavery and the planters and all these common yeah. white people had conflict with the planters too, and yeah. so it you know yeah it could have gone either way. 
Right. And you're talking about a civilization that looks if you looked at the 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 the, the economic and social situation was more kind of like feudal Japan. Yeah. You yeah. had you had rice farmers. Uh, they were competing against slaves. The slaves were on plantations. The plantation owner was kind of like a daimyo. All right. Or, or and then a governor was kind of like the shogun. It was it was a different time, totally different. It doesn't really relate to anything in America today. And there were a bunch of social classes, like you had geisha, but our geisha were fucking quadroons and octoroons. Um, it's just it's just a different society. Yeah, you talked and, about that, and then we talked about the Delphine Lalaurie mansion about yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but my family came on my dad's side. They came from sharecroppers. In, in Jones County. So they were in that revolt against the Confederacy. Now, towards the end of it, they actually became the first Southern Republicans, especially during Reconstruction. Right. Now, that only lasted a couple generations. Then they all kind of became Klan. And, they were, and that was because they were outnumbered. And uh, it was that was just a different situation. Um, Reconstruction South, the was uh, basically the South under occupation, and they absolutely hated the North. Yeah, we've been talking about and, all the same stuff today, me and Adam. Yeah, and yeah. You, you talked about you talked about too, Tom, that like the demographics have changed down there a lot now. Yeah, it's all Mexicans and Chinese and Vietnamese now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every everybody who had a future left. All those kids that I knew that grew up there during the summers, they're all gone. They don't live there. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. Not anymore. You don't live there? No. Yeah, I feel like that happened to a lot of like small towns in the South. Yeah. Well, not not just in the South, in the Midwest. Yeah. It's kind of the story of America, you know? I mean, you have the opportunity yeah. to leave and go somewhere else, make your make yourself anew, reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The greatest Yankee super weapon to destroy Southern culture was fucking MTV. <laughs> <laughs> it was Duran Duran. <laughs> Dran Duran, Dran Duran and Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe simple minds. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny, I want to talk a little bit to, about a couple of subjects on the show. Um, this is one I didn't get a chance to talk to you about, um, and we're we're still rolling. I mean, you guys still good or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this when we had you on with the Unsolved Murder Show, but the Judy Smith disappearance—that's a weird one. This is a very weird case. And like I said, I think I mentioned this on the show, but it's like, um, I remember seeing this. This is one of the cases that I remember from Unsolved Mysteries and me being like really weirded out by this. It's like this woman and she's like middle-aged, right? She's like in her fifties or something like that. Yeah. She's married to this guy. She's a nurse or whatever. She's like a home care nurse or whatever. And she hasn't been married to this guy for that long. Oops, I did the... Yeah. And um, they go on this... Like, he's going... Her husband is going on, like, this business trip to Philadelphia. And she's going to go along with him. He's going to be on all these panels. And she's going to do, like, tourist shit and everything like that in Philadelphia. So they go... And then, like, all these weird things happen on the way. Like, they're going to the airport, like... She they get to the airport and then she's like, oh, I forgot my driver's license. And then she has to go all the way. So he goes ahead to Philadelphia. She stays home. 
Um, you know what I mean? So, oh, he's. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make Jenny a drink. (laughs) (laughs) He's refilling the drink. Yeah. So, you know, he goes on to Philadelphia. She says, "Okay, well, I'll take a later flight. I'll meet you later." So she goes home ostensibly and gets her driver's license. Come back. You know, she meets him at a later flight. She comes back. Oh, I'm so sorry. She brings him flowers and everything. Then the following day, he has this like conference to go to and he's moderating like a bunch of panels and stuff like that so he's kind of busy all day and she's like well i'm just gonna go around the city and you know do tourist things i'm gonna go see the liberty bell and all that other kind of stuff so that happens apparently but then she doesn't come back to the hotel room that night for the because she's supposed to come back like later that night because they're supposed to go to like some big cocktail party or whatever like for the uh, he was like a pharmaceutical rep or something like that. And, um, you know, they were supposed to come back and go to a cocktail party together and she never came back. So finally he's waiting and waiting and waiting and she never comes back. So finally he tries to report it to police. They're like, oh, well, you have to wait 24 hours and all this other kind of shit. And then finally they take the, you know, the report. Now, the creepy thing was they didn't find her for a really long time. Now, a couple days, like after she ostensibly disappeared some people around philadelphia thought that they saw her but it was like uh, there was like all these weird situations like some people were like oh well we thought that she stayed in this one hotel in philadelphia but she was doing this crazy shit like she was like masturbating in front of a window and like licking the window and she was like doing all this kind of other kind of stuff and she came yeah and she like came to the desk and was like she had stayed there for a few days and she was like, oh, well, I have to wait for somebody called the emperor or something like that. He's going to come and pay for the rest of my stay or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they don't know if that was her or not. But like some people like identified that as her. Some people saw her going into the Greyhound station. Some people saw her like just sleeping on a bench. It's like all this weird kind of shit. And then like some people saw her like further out too. like some people in like New Jersey saw her in a mall, like shopping for a dress and you know, her talking to like the sales girl and saying, oh, yeah, you know, my husband's doing a conference in Philadelphia and I just, you know, decided to come over here and buy a dress for my daughter who was grown. And then like she tries to get this grown woman like who they thought was her daughter, like to leave them all with her and other, this other kind of stuff. So like this is all this weird kind of shit. So then like later on, like the husband is like freaking out. Apparently he doesn't know where she's gone. So he starts putting out like all these missing persons flyers. He's like hires like three different private detectives and, you know, months later, like he sends these flyers to like everybody, like hospitals, morgues, like all over the country. Several months later, they find a body in the woods near like Asheville, North Carolina or something like that. It turns out to be her. Now they have no idea. Now what they, one thing they did figure out, was that most likely she had gone to Asheville, North Carolina of her own volition, even though she hadn't told her husband that she was going there. She hadn't told her children that she was going. She hadn't told anybody. Apparently, she just decided while they were on, while they were doing this conference in Philadelphia, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to North Carolina for whatever reason. She had never told anybody ever that she wanted to go there. Because later on, like after they found the body and they determined that it was Judy Smith, like all these people came forward and were like, yeah, we saw her and she seemed totally fine. Like she seemed like 
you know, like one place, like near, um, you know, one kind of tourist des- destination there in Asheville, they were like, yeah, she came here in like a gray sedan. It's like she had a bunch of stuff in her car, like in bags and stuff and asked if she could sleep in her car here. And we said no. And she was like, oh, whatever, fine. Like some other people saw her in shops around there saying she acted totally normal. She was just buying sandwiches. She bought a toy truck, Um, you know, all this other kind of stuff. But the weird thing was that when they found her body, she was wearing hiking clothes, which none of her family recognized. She also didn't have anything that she had last been seen in. Like she wasn't, they didn't find the clothes that, she had last been seen in when she was in Philadelphia. They didn't find her red backpack, which she took everywhere, you know, when she traveled. Um, But so they're thinking it's like, she must have gone to North Carolina on her own for some reason, either because she had a boyfriend down there or a girlfriend, um, or just, she was trying to get away from, she was trying to get away from trying to get away from her husband. Yeah. Kind of maybe. And it's like for a while, I mean, yeah, for a while, the husband was a suspect, but they said, well, right. one thing, like where she was found, there's like, there's no way, because her husband had a lot of health problems. He was morbidly obese. Um, he had been to like weight loss clinics and various things. They said there was no way that he could have, you know, gone where her body was found because right. it was like very hilly and it was kind of out in the, and there's like, there's yeah, no he way he could have been able to do her. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's just no way. And he had spent so much of his money, like trying to find her and. All this other kind of, so they thought, I mean, he, he's passed away now, but, um, you know, I, I just don't feel like he was probably involved. I feel like she went to meet somebody and that person killed her or she went down there for her own reasons and then ran into a serial killer because there was a serial killer kind of lurking around that area that had, um, that had killed uh, an old couple like in a Winnebago or something like that, like right near there, like in that forest, like the Pisgah. That was, a, that was several forest. years later, I think, right? Yeah, so yeah. I feel like there was, you know, so there was something going on in that area where it could have been that guy where she was just decided, oh, I'm going to camp out in the woods for whatever reason, and then she just happened to come across. But it's just like... the. I don't know. It's like this was one of the cases because I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries like all the time. Like yeah. me and my grandma used to watch it. And this episode that had this case on it, I just I remembered it probably better than any other episode just because I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out why she would have like if she just wanted to take off and leave the husband. Why would she wait until they were going on some trip and like, what was the whole thing about, oh, I forgot my driver's license and blah, blah, blah. Like, was that part of her weird plan or was that just like a coincidence or there was just like so many like weird, creepy details. It's like that, you know, when they found her body, it's like they found all this cash that they didn't know she had. Like, she didn't have any other credit cards that they knew of. There was like nothing, you know, there was no record of any other credit card like she had spent or anything because apparently she had rented a car because other people saw her in it. but. Why would she go to this? She didn't tell her kids. She didn't tell her coworkers. She didn't tell anybody. And it just seemed like a very weird thing to do. And if she did do that, um, you know, what are the chances of like coming across a serial killer? Yeah, it's kind of doing. It's kind of thought that it's kind of thought that too. Like some of the people that, like they said, they saw her masturbating in the window and like, but 
And then there was supposedly, like, they saw her, like, walking around on, like, a bench, but there was a homeless woman that resembled her. That and then looked just like her, yeah. And then the possibility that that, that, that that could have not been her that they saw in the hotel, but that could have just been somebody that also looked like her or just a mistaken identity. or It's like there's a lot of confusion with that case. Right. And that's and there's like some, you know, some people that I've seen like that talked about the case said, oh, well, maybe she never even came to Philadelphia at all. Like maybe the husband used that as like a ruse because he Mm. killed her, had her killed like before that. And then like she didn't even come to Philadelphia, but that was like a whole like, you know, story that he'd concocted. But then like a bunch of people saw her like at the hotel and the bus driver. All these sightings makes me think that, I mean, isn't this almost like an entirely, uh, an actual whole category of unsolved murders that you have these like, like alternate reality sightings, almost like all these people have all these weird uh, sightings of a person who's dead in a different place. And the fact that it's unsolved kind of makes it weirder because it's almost like, is this the dead calling out to people appearing to people to try to say find me or something weird it seems like it's a whole another category yeah like maybe it was just a ghost walking around or like i said the whole complicating factor about apparently there was a homeless woman in philadelphia that was very well known that looked almost exactly like her to the extent that her son mistaked that woman for her when she saw her when he saw her from like across the street he's like oh that's my mom oh no never mind it's not like when he saw her close up well, there's another thing you have to take into account. What's that? Well, they're looking for a missing woman. Yeah. All right. So any report, and, yeah, of some strange woman somewhere. Exactly. So some people are looking for that woman, and they see a woman that kind of looks like that, then they report her. And they'll, yeah. Or somebody comes up, and they show a person a picture. Have you seen this woman? And they go, yeah, I think I did see that woman. Yeah. She was over there. So, well, yeah, that's another thing, too, is leading that... Leading questions and shit like Well, that. and witness testimony is yeah. notoriously unreliable yeah. because people's memories are really just not that good in general. Yeah, you think they're good. They're sometimes, not. I, sometimes I remember shit crazy. You do, yeah. In a crazy way, and then I see it, and I go, that's what I remembered? Yeah, yeah, I remember He's like, yeah, that that's way. nothing like what I thought it but was then like. sometimes <laughs> I can just kind of kick back and try to remember something. And I feel like I'm pulling it out of my ass, but then as soon as I say it, <laughs> I go, no, that sounds awful true. And then I'll go check it on Google, and I was right. Yeah. So you, you do have the ability to call up knowledge from your subconscious, your unconscious. You do, but... It will give you the answer if you knew. Yeah. If you knew at one time. You just have to relax. You can't force it. But the thing about it, though, and I, you know, I've written about a lot of cases like this, this is why I don't think they should ever, ever just rely on witness testimony yeah because just people well some people lie too well not only that but it's like even people that have that are like really convinced that they're telling that yes that's the person i saw and then later on they catch the person's dna and it's like you know they definitively established that this is the person and that person is just kind of like no that's not the person they had a woman who was just fighting tooth and nail she said this dude raped me that's what I mean, and yeah. that does happen. She was convinced that that dude had raped her. And she's not, I mean, you and know. That's, DNA that's happened several times. Did. That's Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he was in prison for like 20 years. DNA came out and go, no, that wasn't him. That's what I mean. That's why they should never. And she was. She apologized like up and down. She was swore it was him. And he's like, no, I've well, never seen you before. Well, right? and another thing, yeah. too, and this happens as well, is that if you get 
convinced in your mind like say yeah. like a crime happens yeah. to you and you saw the person like briefly briefly and then you they, but they then show they you show some, you a somebody person. else and that's what they did with her and they put him up in the lineup and she goes yeah yeah that's him that's and then him. the more she thinks the more about she it, at the, it the, the more she was convinced it wasn't him convinced she becomes yeah. that that's what it, it's it's nobody's fault that's yeah. just the way that people's yeah. brains work and he was like telling her it's not me i don't know you yeah sometimes never, the that's police Sometimes the police put that notion into people's minds, though, too, and they, they and that yeah. happens too. Yeah. Like, are, are they, you, you know, sure? They Take like, a closer look at this picture. You know, that's right. Right. A psychological. It, it's it's psycho, It's psychological a psychological. Prodding. Yeah. Yeah. They're prodding them on to, to say, yeah, that's him. Yeah. And then you then they reverse brainwash themselves and they program themselves to associate that new face with the offender. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, like I said, that's just, that's how every human brain works. Our brains are not infallible by any means. Yeah. There are so many ways they can be like circumvented. And, you know, that's what I, that's why it's good that they have like DNA and like other shit like that. They can't be, because if, if there's a case that only relies on witness testimony, that is, I don't think they should convict anybody on that shit. They're going to have those damn implants like I was telling you about. Yeah. They're record what you saw. <laughs> like Black In Mirror. a way, that would be better. Uh, they can do that, man. They, t- decades ago, they damn hooked up some wires to a cat's brain. And fucking from what the cat was seeing, they could put an image on a damn television screen. I pointed it out to Jenny one time. A dude steps in front of the cat and the cat sees the man. And then when you looked at the screen, the man had a cat head. The cat saw the man as a cat. What? See, that's what I always. <laughs> that's that's why it. they're like that. <laughs> I always suspected that yeah. because I mean we've had cats for a long time. It's like I always. Where suspected is this footage? That- I want to see this. <laughs> YouTube. You can pull that up right now. Cat CS is big to like yeah. cats. It, well, here's the thing. <laughs> why wouldn't they? You can. They videotaped it off yeah. the damn monitor, but the input was the cat's brain. Yeah. Uh huh. And when the man steps in front of the cat, you can they record it on the screen. You can see the man stepping in front of the cat, but you look at the man's head, it's slight it's pretty cat like. It's a cat like head. You yeah. can see the outline of ears coming up out of the top of that man's head, and that so, man didn't have ears that so, big. So cats, cat so cats see us with big like cat heads. Big cat heads and big cat ears. That's just what she that's what just what that particular cat was seeing. It's like Egyptian gods. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Huh. I've but always well, but you can look it up on YouTube. It was fuzzy. It was a very fuzzy image. Yeah, but you can vaguely see the outline of a cat's head superimposed over the man's head. See, and I that was the that was what the nineties, early nineties. I don't know, something like that. I've always suspected that our cat either saw us as large cats or saw herself as a tiny furry person. But she's looking at herself in the mirror. That's a weird, that's some weird. She shit. does. Yeah. She'll run up to a mirror and look right at herself. She's not weirded out by it no. though. She doesn't. I mean, she knows that that's her. She does. She knows that that's not yeah. another cat. Do you know they were saying that only primates recognize themselves and dolphins in the mirror, do too. Dolphins yeah. and shit. Oh, that's bullshit. Our cat can do that. Yeah. They are very yeah. advanced beings. Yeah. Probably the they're, most they're advanced. There are a lot. Dogs and cats are a lot more advanced than people give them credit for. What's, uh, there's this oh, there's yeah. this girl on uh, Instagram that I follow who's a speech pathologist, and she's got these yeah. like little uh, buttons, you know, where you that like say a word, you can sample one word into them, lay it out like twenty of them for her dog, and her dog tells her what it wants to do. It'll be like go, 
outside yeah, mall <laughs> shit like yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah dude like it has yeah, got just, it down like yeah just like a, a chimpanzee can do that yeah yeah so but they were saying that only primates could do it and maybe a dolphin nah they can all do it to a certain extent i think well, I think it depends on the cat because yeah. I have seen cats, cats that that yeah. fight with another with because they think it's another cat in the mirror. Yeah. Um, our cat will look in the mirror, but she knows that's her though because she doesn't yeah. really like make a big deal out of it. She's like, yeah, that's and me. And then she'll look at you through the mirror. And then she looks at you through the mirror, like right. if I'm like back on the bed and stuff. Yeah. So the, she understands what a mirror is. Is yeah. that the one that's Maine Coon? No, that's the Pookie does that. The little gray one. She's a she's a Manx. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A stumpy Manx. She has like a little stump of a yeah. tail. That cat's oh. really smart. She's like frighteningly Super smart. Super smart. Yeah. Well, we and we talk to her and she talks about. I'm pretty yeah. sure she knows what we're saying. Yeah, she knows what I'm saying. She knows, <laughs> she knows commands. You know, come here. She knows that. She knows her name. She yeah. knows no. Yep. She knows. Go come outside. here. She knows go outside. Yeah. She knows water. They're yeah. in. They're in and outdoor. Yeah, let them. We let them run around in the That's backyard. Good. Yeah, I can't I stand cats that are strictly indoors. They are re- really neurotic usually. Keep them away from the bears, though. Oh yeah, guys got bears. Yeah. Well, we um. I've seen a lot of videos of bears and cats interacting though in this area, and the bears ignore cats. And yeah, I mean, and we by. like we let her run around out in the backyard, but we like watch where she is. Like every twenty minutes, we go out to make sure like where she's at to make sure she doesn't wander that far some of these bears are huge you'd think they'd be mean but i've just got i've seen so many videos on youtube of those black bears and they just walk right by dogs and cats and they just they just ignore all that they care about garbage cans (laughs) well yeah they're just looking for i'm gonna find a pizza crust in this dog get out of my way yeah well no like of was it a year ago? Probably about a year ago. Everybody in this neighborhood, maybe in all of Sanford, I don't know, but they gave you bear-proof garbage, garbage cans. cans. And yeah. you have to use those. You can't use regular garbage cans anymore. Yeah, that, like, cut, down your garbage bear, can. that cut down bear sightings. It did. Bar. I haven't seen one in a long time. They know they can't get into the cans, so they, they stop showing I up. can barely get into the yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Jenny-proof. Yeah. <laughs> A little switch in there. Yeah, it's got like a little trigger or something yeah. like that, like inside. And the, the bears learned how to open car doors. They were opening <laughs> oh, car geez. doors. <laughs> the, well, they the, can open people's evolving. refrigerators too, because they yeah. were going in people's garages yeah. and opening their fridges. Tell them by that time I stopped that bear from going in that person's garage. Oh shit, man! Did we tell that on the show? We I probably did. I, yeah, I we were remember. driving. It was the middle of the day, right? Middle of the day. We were yeah. coming back from the grocery store or something, and we're driving through the neighborhood. I saw a bear going into the guy's garage. There was a garage. bear going walking in the, the garage was open, but nobody yeah. was out there, and the bear was just like going you know, right to that dude's gr- moseying right into the person's garage. Going, they had a fridge in there too. Heading right to that refrigerator, and yep. I stopped the car and got out, and I said, "Get away from that refrigerator!" <laughs> and the bear fucking went and looked at me. And, oh shit! He's like, "Oh damn, somebody oh, saw me." Bye. So, <laughs> so Tom, your whole thing is like, if you, you go up and talk to them and they freak out, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what you have to do. No yeah, fear of a bear. They're all right. You walk right up to that fucking. What you doing, man? And they're gonna they go, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen a dog when it's in trouble? Yeah, exactly. Uh, gets, uh. gets the damn eye look like, oh, don't hurt me. And then the ears go down and shit. That's exact same body. That's language. what these bears do. And, and, the, and the tail goes in between the legs, and then they try to walk. They're walking all crunched up like they gotta take a dump. That's <laughs> they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm busted. Yeah. Like, oh shit, he caught me. 
<laughs> don't look at me. And then, and then he ran old. across the street and Tom disappeared. And then we went up. The, we went up to the uh, the people's door. It was just. I guess the husband wasn't home, but the the yeah. older lady Tom was home. Says, you got shut that garage door. The I was like a bear tried. just walked into when your you garage. Tried to open up your. Dad tried to future. open your fridge. <laughs> Well, I didn't want her to just come up and yeah. not know that he was out there and like surprise him. Because then, if you surprise the bear, it might yeah try and get you. Now, when you say bear, don't think of a fucking grizzly. Uh, it's uh, not a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear. Black bear. Mean, black bear. Yeah. yeah, black bear. And it was a smaller. It was a smaller young. I think a female. It was about the size of a mid-sized dog. It wasn't that big. Yeah. They're not that big. They're funny though the way they can yeah. just go and they're just like hey refrigerator. The biggest one I saw in this area was one sitting in that front in the front in in the driveway. In the driveway. That we pulled up. He was big. He was bigger that than was a man. A, that was a big bear. He's bigger than a man. Yeah, we pulled it. We came home from Ibar at about three in the morning, and yeah. there was a huge bear sitting in our driveway. Did, sitting there did on you his get ass out? With his did you get face. out and tell him to go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I did. Okay. As I pulled up. He rolled over to his side and stood up and started walking away. So when I got out, he was already he was already walking away. But uh, Tom is damn, the bear. Is he's the bear whisperer. The if that bear, <laughs> if, if that bear were to stand up on its back legs, that would be at least what six foot two, probably. Oh, easily. easily. That was the biggest one. That I've was seen. a bear. Yeah. I haven't Hell seen no. one in a while, but yeah. That but was... he had that scared, same scared, oh shit, look on his face. Well, because we like pulled a... the car right up into like, oh, like, where he was sitting, and oh, he's kind of like, no. oh man. Oh, no. I didn't know yeah, I wasn't supposed to be yeah. here. He's probably seen they're, a car take out one of his friends. Yeah, maybe. They're, they're timid, if you ask me. They're timid. I just, so, I just look at the eyes. Well, and, and they're used to people too. I look at the eyes and I read the facial expressions, and you know that 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 they're scared. So I see them on the path sometimes, yeah. like when I'm walking, like yeah. out in the path, because it's still kind of wooded out That's there. That's interesting that they're in Florida. Because we, yeah. I, mean, yeah, we, we I mean, they don't come. I mean, they're in East Tennessee. They're in the mountains. Yeah, there ain't none right here. But we don't see them here in Nashville. The, coy- the coyotes are moving in, though. Yeah. Yeah. We I've seen plenty yeah. of those coyotes and foxes. Yeah, we've had, and- we've yeah. had um, we had that little bear in our backyard yeah. that was like climbing over the fence. We've had one sitting in our driveway. I see him running raccoons. across people's yard. Raccoons. We got raccoons, deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raccoon, All the time. Raccoons the are yard. everywhere. Uh, bald eagles. Yeah, got that. Was, that was surprising. Well, you guys got all those Odd. lakes down there. Yeah. 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 I saw a bald eagle. And that's like Alligators. huge, man. Huge. Just standing there on the ground. It's pretty awesome. Thing must have been. Thing must have been three feet tall. So bigger than I thought they. I wanted to, guys, before uh, we let you guys go, uh, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this because uh, you guys did another show on the Nexium cult. Okay. This is, oh, yeah. This is some interesting stuff. I'm like, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Oh man, this—they're just like Scientologists. That's like that's what freaked me out it because a, I hadn't really heard of them until you told me about them. It was a racket, kind of like Scientology, but it involved girls, and you could get them real skinny, and he could pimp them out. Yeah. To rich guys. Um, what I thought was interesting how it, how it came out of like a these like self-help business seminars and then it turned well, right. just evolved into right. a cult right it's actually not surprising to me scientology yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientologist. yeah. usually if you, all cults are self-help self-development groups that's that's how they start True. and that's kind of like the mask that they use well that's how they get people that's into stuff because it in. sounds good at right. the start like it doesn't sound nefarious and it had that real um 
kind of corporate image. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's a certain segment of society, not me and Jenny and probably not you guys, but there's a certain segment in society that really falls for things that oh, look yeah. official and corporate. Like it's any like pyramid scheme, you just put it in a, in a hotel uh, uh, a little event room and uh, they get right into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all wearing, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, they're we, all wearing we did suits. A, we did a show with this guy who did the, a movie, a little documentary called The Slave Circle. And it was about a multi-level marketing scheme that he was a part of at one point. There's these people that are, when you go to the, like Walmart or like some shopping center and they're like selling stuff inside the store, it's those people. So if you're familiar yeah. with that. It's like a subcontract of a subcontract yeah, of a subcontract. Yeah. But I mean, it's a multi-level marketing scheme. So, but it, but it works just like a cult. Just like yeah. a cult. But they don't get any feel-good religion in it. Right. Well, I would uh, Nexium was that was kind of uh, was linked in with you know guys that are also involved in politics. Wouldn't surprise me if you know if it was kind of an Epstein like situation. I think he has some pretty well, close connections to it. He had connections to it. Yeah, they yeah. were doing that kind of shit where they'd had like these women's groups. Yeah, and then they would like women would recruit other women, yeah. and then they'd come over the house and they'd be like branding them, and it's yeah. just like. Oh, you're the female slaves of the fucking... What the hell was that all about, man? Well, that's how the mass media worded it. I suspect that that they thought it had some kind of a hardcore religious element to it, kind of like joining the Army Rangers. Yeah. That it was some kind of like... That it was uh, There's proving an inner how teaching. There's like an inner teaching or esoteric you- level to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's how they could like you could control get a person that. saying that. Look, this will prove that you're tough, that you're indifferent towards your body, that you're willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. To so you can be yeah. branded with that. Yeah, guy. yeah. You're a woman. A woman supposed to use his her power against a man in order to move to get herself to move up in the world. So yeah, let him fucking plow into you. Yeah, that's probably what the rationalization that they used. But then on the back side of it, these dudes are actually pimping these girls out. It's just that the girls aren't really aware well, of it. Obviously. Because they're selling two different yeah. sales. Well, you know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just dudes because that uh, chick from Smallville was the one that was mostly Alex doing it. But that's what he's yeah. saying. But ultimately at the top, there is the, the religious leader the or the pimp. Right. Yeah. Which was, but he just has, a, you know, it's a similar situation, a lot of more organized prostitution in america that's really kind of gone now but things like that happen these were these were actresses these were like high yeah, end yeah, yeah. women i yeah. mean they, they were buying into this couple of them had been on battlestar galactica the redone battlestar galactica yeah that's right you know that's like, a, yeah it's like that's why that's why i compare this to like scientology yeah. because there are people in it that you would think i mean they're wealthy they're successful you would think they would know better it's not true though but it, they don't um okay they think they're my part of something special. They're part of an elite. Yeah. yeah. My ex-girlfriend was, is famous. You know, she um, was on 24. Um, her name is Marilyn Ricecub. And I've talked to her over the years. Celebrities are just normal people. They have the same failings. You know what I mean? Well, and insecurities. And, and insecurities. Shit, like maybe more else. than regular person. And you have to understand how vulnerable actress, actors and actresses are. Yeah. I mean, without acting, 
they would be a fucking waitress. Yeah. Okay. So here's the choices that they have. They either land a million dollar a year job or they go back to waiting tables. Yeah. That's a lot of power yeah. you have over there. What that are you going to do for that? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to do for that million dollar a year? Well, Weinstein knew exactly what to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, part of the Good whole point. making, part of the whole process of the of making movies is having access to these actresses. You take these actresses and you have a big parties and producers come over and these actresses fuck these producers in order to get the money to make these goddamn movies. Well, what is that? Is that prostitution? Not officially, but yeah, that's pimping. Yeah. That's exactly well, yeah, even, though, even though it's male dominated, uh, it's it's still the same way for a lot of male talent as well. Exactly. Yeah, Those yeah. dudes got to give up the booty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, booty, you know, just you got to talk to the booty warrior. Okay. <laughs> booty, booty is genderless. It's like water. It you is. know, you need it just like water. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> but no, yeah. And, and if you ask me, the casting couch and the casting couch is universal because there are many powerful gay men in that scene. Yeah. Uh, and there are many powerful pedophiles in that scene. And it's, you know, fucking Corey. Was it in Corey? Corey yeah. Feldman. Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. yeah. Told the fucking truth that they had to give up ass, you know, giving up the booty to get these jobs. And that's how they supported their families, their parents and shit. Yeah. It's a lot of power to have over somebody who really there isn't much to them. Yeah, you can act. Okay, great. If you don't get these jobs, then you're waiting tables. Think of that. Well, and the thing is, they can tell you too, is that, well, if you don't want to do it, then there's a exactly. there's thousands there's of other thousands people of that other will ones do it, that'll do it. That will do it. That's how Disney runs. That's how all those little Disney princesses, you know. Jenny and I have had run in with these Disney princesses. They're talented, they could dance, they look good, but there's thousands of them. And they don't pay them shit. Yeah. So what do they do to make their money? Yeah. I think they're doing other shit. I mean, according to fucking what some of them have fucking dropped hints on is that Disney don't pay the bills. No, I've heard that they don't. Yeah, Disney doesn't pay Everybody the bills. that we know that has worked for Disney has. Yeah, has some complained about it. They have some angle. horror story. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, get, we're getting a scoop here. Yeah. You see, though, this, deep. This, man, this goes okay, back into the. This, Orlando, we know a lot of people that have worked for Disney. <laughs> yeah. This goes and, back into the Epstein stuff, too, though. Yeah. Th those girls that you see that, you know, are fucking wearing those Snow White costumes during the day. It wouldn't surprise me if those are cam girls or call girls at night. Maybe even still wearing the Snow White costume. Maybe. Although that might be some kind of a fucking copyright. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney's run like a cult, too, according to everybody that we know that runs there, that it works there. Disney's I've heard Walmart has run like that, too. Yeah. Everybody I've oh. known that worked worked at walmart i was telling i was telling um serfio before we started we somehow got on the subject about uh epcot center epcot was yeah. originally supposed to have been some kind of weird like utopian communal society that was the original yeah uh, that was the original for idea it. for it. i re i remember when they first opened that park we went i was in fifth grade and we went there on a field trip like only maybe eight or nine months after they opened we were like some of the first like schools yeah. that went there 
And that was their, yeah, it was experimental prototype. What was it? Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's what it stood yeah, for. Yeah, self-sustainable. Self yeah, yeah. I think too. Yeah. But that's what the acronym is. Yeah, there was is. like yeah. hydroponics. They had all that shit. There, it was supposed to be like yeah. the city of the future. Now, I was telling you about that guy I was listening to, you know, about the future. I do believe that the that everything, because the guy was a big name, and I do believe that the whole energy fucking thing with the fossil fuels, that's going to go by the wayside over the next 10 years because of that fusion. And that's, that's fucking amazing. That would be a huge advancement. But I don't think that smart city concept will work. I think people realize, even dumbass millennials realize that's a lot of power to have over somebody. You know what I mean? But as, as we talk about this this society falling apart, what happens is decentralization, and the basic unit, yeah. the polis, is the city. So isn't that? Yeah, I mean, like I can see, like in the cyberpunk shit, you have all these like corporate fiefdoms of like a city. Right. It's like the company yeah. town of the future of this dystopian. Well, we have that. Yeah, we have that. Really, when you think about it, L.A. is that. San Francisco is that. With Sil Silicon Valley. Yeah. New York is that. Chicago is that. They're like company the towns, but they're more like conglomerate yeah. of, of various companies. Yeah. Well, one thing that, you know, the nation might be able to do by in order to protect itself from the fucking unwarranted power of these fucking cities is to wall them off and to be and to make legally wall them off. To make them city states. Well, they're, they're going to have to because they're pushing they're everybody who used to live in the cities out to the suburbs. It's going to be like the third right. world where you have the sprawling suburban slums and the people with money live in the cities. Right. And they're going to have to become right. citadels because all the people out in the slums are going to be trying to come yeah. in and take shit. Well, but then there's, as technology kind of moves out to the rest of the country, though, you can live a really cool high tech life in in, in rural areas also with you know, access to information and right. access to things. So it won't be that bad. I, but I think politically, some of these cities have to become city states. They have too much power over over the national narrative, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, they have too much yeah. power. So what they have to do is to make them an independent city state where they can do whatever they want, but they can't impose their ways on the outside it's, world. Yeah. It's going back That's, to those, those, those medieval concepts where you have these exactly. city states like – your Venices exactly. and your, yeah. Exactly. And that really, that kind of matches up with what you saw in um, kind of like Logan's Run, where it's a smart city, it's a city-state zone thing, fuck the outside world. But then you can also say it was like the a bad example of that would have been Zardos. Yes. Where <laughs> the gun is good, the penis is evil. Yeah. Where all the where 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 the civilized people were in this fucking city state that was nothing but just a paradise like Eden. It was a constant orgy of young, beautiful people. And they were and they were out. the gods. They were the gods, and then yeah. everybody else was the gun is evil. The penis. No, the penis was evil. Penis is evil. That's the right. Gun, the gun is good. The gun was good. The right, penis yeah. was evil. And then you know they're making they're making the the savages out in the country kill one another. And then he's getting credit score for raping people and shit. That that was awesome. Everybody needs to see Zardoz. Zardoz, yes. yeah, yeah. You get to see Sean Connery in a right. teeny, teeny little fucking bathing suit. <laughs> so you yeah, really don't yeah, want yeah. to be. You don't <laughs> want to be. With a big like floating Zardoz. head. 
you don't want it to become like Zardos, and that's kind of that would be weird, right? <laughs> really, um, way the way the fuck the people that control the the the, the major cities want it to be is they want it to be kind of like that what that one uh, mocking jay what was that hunger games hunger games yeah mm. where uh everybody in the cities are rich elites and everybody else is just peasants yeah and they can just make you they fight can just to the make death. you fight to the death yeah. you don't want and then <laughs> like battle share, royale and you can't have any technology or anything you don't want that either but so, zardoz is kind of about that uh that dichotomy between the um the, these real soft, civilized people and the barbarian are almost a Nietzschean, exactly. right. you're, you know, the nobility uh, yeah. of of the the barbarian, and so right. it's like those. But the barbarian always like wins, and that, that's the idea of like new blood and all this kind of thing. So it's like because yeah, the more gotten, we become decadent, the more we are uh, uh, right. going to be a victim to the hordes who come in. You know, it's like that the whole eternal kind of psychodrama. Fall of Rome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all cool shit, though. But <laughs> but you you, know, you have to keep those kind of you have to keep Zardos and Dune in mind whenever yeah, you look at absolutely, situation. absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that on those words of wisdom, I think that we will stop, guys. Okay. Uh, right. This has been very very fun, Jenny. Uh, tell everybody where they can find Thirteen O'clock Podcast. The easiest way is probably just go to YouTube and search 13 O'Clock Podcast. Or we also have uh, a blog, 13o'clockpodcast.wordpress.com. And you can go there if you want to kind of get links to all the Because I also do like an audio show. So that's probably the easiest way to find it. Cool. Excellent. And yeah. A lot of fun, guys. And Thanks. you can, find, yeah. and you can always find you. Tom's wisdom on that show, too. <laughs> Pontificating about for several things. Different. I'm not even sure if it is. I know. I'm not sure I'd call it that. I don't. I don't know what there's. There hasn't been a word invented for it yet. I don't know what it is. I don't well, you know. Got, you guys keep. Wisdom? You guys no. keep me laughing on a regular basis. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you guys for spending a little bit of time with us as we kind of close out the year of Conspiracy Normal. Yeah, absolutely. And, all right. Uh, You're- welcome and thank you for having us absolutely uh do you want to just close the show out now with them or what do you want to you want to do it do it now yeah yeah okay we so, have another little idea but we're gonna close it out okay so uh guys thank you for listening conspiracy normal we'll be back next week all the usual things conspiracy uh patreon.com conspiracy normal as little as a dollar get you in and you guys can hear these great guys jenny and tom from 13 o'clock several times on patreon and uh, we've got the youtube channel conspiracy normal podcast and what else do we got what else is uh, out there lots of stuff yeah leave it leave us a review on itunes and all that kind of all that kind of good stuff and uh we don't know what's coming up next week but uh i think it will be really fun and really interesting we've only got about think two or three more shows before the end of the year so and we will be ending the year off with dr future coming up doctor yeah tell me up to talk about what his his forthcoming book so guys join us for the rest of the year on conspiradorable
you would like to help the show, please consider becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash conspiranormal or leave a one-time donation at conspiranormal.com. And please check out our YouTube channel, Conspiranormal Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.